a few uh, words on the practice this morning before we uh, sit together. So there is a classic list of um, hindrances. Uh, I think a few of you are familiar with this list of uh, uh, hindrances, um, difficulties that we encounter in the, in the practice of meditation, sitting or walking, and in our daily lives also. Um, and so check this out, see if that describes well your day of yesterday. Uh, and so the experiences we'll ha- have often is um, uh, one of the hindrances is the, the aversion, aversion, hatred for what's uh, happening. So there's something that is happening and we don't like it, we're pushing it away, we think it's wrong, we, so we have a rapport with it that is, um, uh, as a, is marked by a struggle, I would say. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's one thing that can happen. Another thing that can happen as you're sitting here practicing is a desire for something that is not here. Yeah. So that's also a kind of a struggle. There is a reality, but we want another one or another something else happening. And so we're caught in this, you know, and I'll be back home, or if only my body or my mind, you know. And so this is difficult for a human being to experience aversion, desire for something else. Uh, Agitation is another of the hindrances. So it's a kind of too much energy for what's actually required. You're just sitting here, but there's tons of energy and it describes a lot of things and, you know, when the body is about to explode, it wants to run or, you know, and so you might have experienced this or it's opposite, too low energy. So you can't, gather the energy to actually meet the moment simply. You know, there's, a, there's a, another sitting, uh, uh, the mind <coughs> is sluggish. Yesterday, for many of us, maybe we were going from one to the other, you know, S- going from agitation to uh, sloth and torpor, it's called. Yeah. And uh, so these are imbalances in the, in the system that are hard to feel. And the fa- fifth one is doubt. What am I doing here? Uh, is you know is this ever going to work for me? Uh, all the questions like, like doubt that is uh, it's kind of um, debilitating. Yeah? You're, you can't actually just be here free uh, of, to meet uh, you know the, the silence or the, to encounter the body sitting breathing. There's, there's, uh, you're occupied by the worth, your worth, the worth of the teacher. You know like. Um, so there's no freedom. You're, you're, we're caught in, uh, by doubt. doubt you know? And so these are the, some of the difficulties that uh, happen in meditation. It's good to uh, be able to recognize them when they're there and name them. Oh, doubt. Okay, that's exactly what's going on. Not easy to do, but we can recognize. So it's a way to not be totally um, in the trance of these uh, mind states, to actually uh, uh, become aware of them. So it's a different rapport with, uh, with these. Huh? Waking up, that's what we've been talking about. Waking up to the state of mind. Uh, that kind of miserable, I think we could describe it, uh, state of mind where uh, we can't simply be there. And so sometimes you have what uh, is called a multiple hindrance attack. 
And so it comes from every angle. You don't like what's there, you want something else, you're all agitated about it just a few seconds before you actually fall asleep in this kind of despair and doubt. And so that's why often it's hard to be, um, well, it's hard to be on retreat, but human beings, you know, in our daily life, we're also occupied, preoccupied, under occupation with those uh, kinds of ways of being. So here we want to wake up to these and uh, so become mindful of them, maybe apply, have the choice with mindfulness, the choice might come to, to uh, develop cultivate kindness. Oh, not easy. You're agitated. There's agitation here. Not easy. And so here what is developed is stability, a calm, benevolence, yeah? instead of just habitually running with this, you know, when is he going to ring the bell? Ring the bell, that bell, you know. You can, oh, this being here is agitated, so become aware of this. And so slowly here we learn not to be uh, under the spell of these uh, movements of uh, heart, mind and body mm-hmm. and to uh, find ways to accompany them. So they don't have to be hindrances. They can become uh, uh, phenomena, knowable phenomena. That's what we're doing here. We're becoming sensitive to the different phenomena. And so these are some of the phenomena that will happen as maybe uh, other phenomena will happen, you know, calm, beauty, coolness. So they're all kind of uh, put in that realm of phenomena. So in a way we don't have to be judgmental about them, it's just an arising, something that appears in experience, that can be known. Here, the way to know it is not to analyze or reflect on it, that's, you know, um, that's another modality. Here, that's not what we're practicing. Here, we're practicing close encounter, contact. So, we want to actually feel the thing, become interested. Oh, agitation, strong desire to feel something else. How does that feel? I'm putting a few words here there to bring silence and presence, attention. So if I'm sitting here and I really, really want this retreat to end, I want it to be finished, then I can just become attentive to the texture of that kind of uh, belief system that happiness is somewhere else, you know. And you might feel that it's uh, stressful, oppressing, you know, to want to be somewhere else when it's actually not reality. And so just sitting there and, or walking with this miserable being you know, who want to be somewhere else. I'm saying this, I hope it works in English, not in a judgmental way, but <coughs> Pascal, there's misery here because this being you know, is suffering from the belief that happiness is somewhere else. You know? That's difficult. You know, there's no freedom in there. There's the, it's a... Uh, it's an experience of uh, frustration. And so we become attentive to this. Um, and so to know, uh, bring a lot of the attention, maybe uh, if, if you feel like you can and you're interested in the chest area, in the guts, in all around here, maybe in the face also, maybe in the arms, 
But how does that feel, this agitation? Uh, or if it's a sloth and torpor, how does that feel? What's the quality? It's a particular texture. Huh? How do I tell it's agitation or sloth? There's a, there's a tonality, there's a felt sense to it that is very different. We can become interested in that. That's a way to bring a really kind of a wholesome energy in the mind. So maybe a lot of our lives are lived from these uh, uh, hindrances. You can check it out for yourself. You'll have the rest of your life after to check out, you know, the presence and absence and regularity, maybe, and when they arise, you know. And uh, so here we're not kind of uh, following them, believing them. We're not duped. We're actually trying to wake up, get interested in the phenomena that is happening. Not that it should not happen. Oh, I should not desire something. let me get acquainted with that feeling here. Because, for example, in in desire, I'll be uh, probably fascinated with the object of my desire, not aware of the state I'm in. I'll be thinking, over there, at home, the cat, you know. And I'll be thinking about the cat and seeing the cat and the cat, you know. And here we do, yes, what's happening here? Oh, here... This is the experience here, you know. Oh, by noticing this, maybe I can drop the cap and the fascination for the fiction story told and come here and attend to here. You know? Or if I find myself obsessed with work, with relationship, with future, you know, then maybe I can become aware like, oh, this mind has been uh, absorbed, is absorbed, obsessed, and become aware of this, and notice, how's this being here? This is what we do, eh? we kind of turn the camera from the story that is told to here, and we discover this. This is here where there's a chance to actually care. So that's the, the practice around this. So slowly what we're doing is we're going to learn about the, the hindrances, not learn in terms of information or reflecting on them, but by quality contact with these uh, states of mind. We're actually going to be awake, and so we're probably going to be uh, touched by their um, oppressive nature. <coughs> So here we proceed by exposition. We expose ourselves to these things, to these mind states, in order to learn from them. Um, and so what we'll learn to do is go from these hindrances as a lifestyle, maybe. You know, and we're going to move in a different uh, area that some of you have already described in the group uh, yesterday where what we're actually nurturing uh, is some qualities. And I'll give you a, like a series of qualities, cause and effect, that the Buddha talked about. And you might not remember all of it, but it's going to maybe leave an impression. And, we'll, and uh, I'll talk more about them, as I have up to now also some. So the Buddha said, in the same way that the rain 
falls uh, sometimes in a mountain, and when it falls in a mountain, it will come down. Uh, naturally, it will come down, and it will join a little spring, and the spring will join a river, and the river will uh, um, f- f- end in the ocean. That's a natural uh, unfolding of things, you know. In the same way, a mind that pays attention, mindfulness, a mind that pays attention, naturally will become, in time, interested, curious. A mind that is attentive will naturally become interested. A mind that is interested will naturally become energized. A mind that is curious and energized will naturally become joyful. Joyful curiosity, enthusiasm. A mind that is joyful will naturally calm down. A calm mind will naturally uh, become concentrated, unified. A unified mind will naturally become uh, steady, even, equanimous. An equanimous, curious, contented mind will naturally make discoveries about reality, will naturally be liberated. This is absolutely natural. So here, we bring this first ingredient. Not forcing, not abandoning. We just gently apply, can I be awake now, to something happening now, in the field of the now. And we notice, oh, agitated, oh, calm, oh, room tone, oh, tingling. And we see if we can stay around a little bit. Naturally, the mind that has a quality contact with the phenomena, with an event, an experience, naturally, this, this thing will stand out a little bit. It will give it texture. Our attention will, re- will reveal the texture. Naturally, it will become interesting. It's a training. You might listen to this and say, I don't see the na- <laughs> It's not natural in me, you know. Because <laughs> I put my attention on the breath and I get bored. That's, that, that's my natural unfolding. <laughs> and yet, by gentle application, not abandoning, not forcing, you know, stepping, staying here with the step. At some point, people describe this all the time. Suddenly, the sound of the gentle rain stood out. It was there before, but unnoticed in my superficial, agitated, preoccupied attention. I couldn't connect. <coughs> but by trying, trying, at some point, boom, the quietness stood out. The softness of, of the light stood out. The ache in the heart stood out. You know, instead of hating the pain, at some point it became interesting. Oh, not just I don't want this, but there's something happening. Oh, it's a piercing. It's a particular kind of pushing. Look at that. Being interested, the mind become energized, enthusiastic, joyful curiosity. Wow, look at that. It's really piercing. It's sharp. Oh, exactly. Oh no, it's diffused pain. Ah. So the specificity of the event stands out because of the quality of the attention. 
So instead of debating, I don't want this, I want something else, there's a there's acceptance in there, and quality contact. And in that contact, there is f- some kind of fullness. And it can be with something pleasant, it can be with something unpleasant, and it can be with something that appeared neutral. You know, not much hap- like the breath for many of us. It's kind of neutral. I love the breath. I hate the breath. It might happen, but for many of us, the body's breathing. <coughs> but at some point, ah, we discover, ah, there's a quality I didn't notice. It's actually appeasing an out-breath or an in-breath. It's refreshing. And we connect with that experience. And the mind becomes a, yeah, energized. There's a slight kind of joy in there. You know, not excited, but there's richness. Maybe preciousness, maybe it appears as preciousness. Oh, look at that. That's something. And in these moments, fall away the hindrances. <coughs> Suddenly, you don't have an opinion that something else should happen, <coughs> that this shouldn't happen. It's met uh, very simply, directly. So that's what we're going towards. And the idea will be to bring this to, <coughs> to our life. To, oh, this is what's happening in my society will be engaged, you know, uh, and in this way may be creative, uh, able to respond, resourced, you know, not aggravated by everything, not everything will lead to either clinging or rejecting, you know, will be able to really be with stuff, consider it, and get the information because of the quality of the contact, and then we'll be able to respond to what's happening. So that's a little bit uh, what we're working on uh, today. And um, what I'd like t- us to do today on this second day of practice is really uh, um, uh, uh, make the commitment. Uh, y- yesterday we were arriving, so today I'm suggesting let's let's really get into this. You know, that's today is the research day. You know. Tomorrow it'll be gone already. So today is really... So the work we're doing is pretty delicate work. It's a moment-to-moment attention that we're bringing. So we don't want to kind of barge in, okay, I'll do it now, and okay, now I'm tired of it. You know, like it's that kind of energy is not going to work so well. So we're a little bit more subtle, refined here today. We're going in uh, slowly, and we're staying. We're staying. So... Uh, in the in the hall here, uh, remembering to come on time. If you're late, you notice you're late. Sit uh, in the downstairs. So don't come in once the sitting has started. So that would be one thing we could be careful with. You can practice downstairs. Um, in the posture sitting, maybe s- uh, adjusting once during the sit could be one, good. If you're on the ground, probably you won't need to adjust. Find your posture at the beginning of the sit and keep it until the bell rings. Um, some, something like this, like a, an, an attention. To, so we're offering, uh, we're offering more silence, more because it's delicate work we do. So we, you know, we want to, and of course it's not going to be perfect. You know, things are going to happen. We're alive systems, but becoming more delicate 
in order for the minds to gather. Okay, shall we try this? You, um, if you uh, need to um, to um, blow your nose, make sure you have your you know in your pocket somewhere you have uh, the stuff available. Your gears are ready. Uh, and we don't want to become uh, tight and rigid. That's not the practice. What we're doing is extremely delicate, so it requires um, requires uh, relaxation. wakefulness this list that I just described leading from one thing to the other there's many ways that it's presented I present to you just one other way to to think of it very simple way there's two kinds of energy that we're bringing we're bringing uh, uh, two kinds of qualities energizing qualities and calming qualities And so as you're practicing, as you're sitting, you can uh, check this out. Uh, Is the mind uh, both calm? And calm is something we can invite. Calm, gathered, non-reactive, part of the calming qualities. Still, silent, spacious. And another kind of um, quality is energizing. It's interest, curiosity, um, <coughs> engagement. So the mind, you know, intelligent, uh, present, kind of uh, willing to be there. Let our uh, attention discover what is there. Our presence reveals what is there. There might be tingling or breathing. So our presence, wakefulness, reveals what is there. It makes it appear. Our listening. We don't have to create anything. Things do appear when we offer presence, attention.
And on the other hand, the different phenomena, whatever they are, sounds or sensations, they reveal presence. They reveal attention. phenomena to highlight, reveal sensitivity. In the same way emotions, moods, they reveal that there's a sensitive system sensitive to these emotions and moods. Offering attention, naturally, some things will stand out. Allow them to appear. Allow their particular texture, specificity to be experienced. You might see them transform or disappear or intensify. find that there is agitation in the system, just become aware of it, name it, recognize it. There's agitation in here. Allow it to be felt consciously. If it's uh, amorphous or sleepy in there, become aware of this, name it, sleepy. energy, that sluggishness, heaviness, fogginess. If there is reactivity, just become aware of it. Oh, reactive. Frustration, impatience, allow it to be known if it's present. If it's calm, non-discursive in there, attentive, become aware of this, 
interested in that phenomena of quietness.
Notice if there is some uh, calm in the system, or if it could be invited. Notice if there is some uh, energy, intelligence, wakefulness in there. And if it could be invited.
Notice if the mind meditating has a benevolence to it. Is it a friendly mind? Could it be? There's a few um, minutes for uh, questions about uh, the practice. Something you would like to uh, clarify, you're having difficulty with. Yeah, you can add, have a, quest, a question as it relates to your practice, yeah? Is there um, something named that relates to... Yesterday you talked about freeing. I free you and I give you back your humanity. Yeah. I have a question about... Um, when you have uh, unskillful thoughts or un, un, unkind thoughts towards a person because you've been hurt, So you saw those thoughts and in, in that that is it the humanity that they weren't showing that you're giving back or is it the uh-huh. you know, because they if 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 they're abusive or if they're not if they're unkind and yeah. you, you say I'm gonna stop criticizing, I'm gonna stop having yeah. for, it's more freeing for me because then I'm I'm, I'm I'm not having these thoughts, but uh, at the same time, it's almost like forgiving and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a t- touchy area, of course. 
some uh, if there's abusive uh, behavior it's important to put a stop to them yeah. you know that's the so boundaries are extremely uh, important and part of the practice we're doing here is to learn to um, you know have integrity honor respect for oneself you know and for the sensitivity of this being and that uh, you know that expose oneself uh, not that I'm trying to, to I wouldn't want to make it sound like uh, blaming, you know, that we're exposing ourselves to abuse, but do everything to, to stop it. And, um, um, yeah, and uh, in this practice, in this practice, you know, w- any practice we have to go with intelligence and uh, intuition and what's right or not. If it doesn't apply in a situation, then you don't do it, simply. You know, you're totally, uh, you have that power to d- do something just, you know, because it's suggested. And also I see that Often, you know, you maybe you thought about this particular relationship, if there's a particular relationship you're thinking of, because it aches particularly there, because huh? we could easily do this, you know, I didn't uh, suggest to go, go towards the person that is the most difficult <laughs> for you, you know, because it takes somebody, you know, somebody who's around, but often we'll go towards these difficult cases, because it aches inside, you know? and so... Um, yeah, it's an exercise. And you know, as I was saying, it was just for a moment, as an exploration. Because sometimes, I know that for myself, I have a single story about somebody. They're only that. This is what they are. You know? And it might be helpful for me. Sometimes it's, it, uh, it, it might be helpful. You have to see for yourself to say, okay, so I, you know, I nurture a lot that particular story about you. Maybe there's something else about you. you know? And so for a moment, I'm going to put that story aside and free myself from that story and just see, is there anything else? You know? And I might be able to uh, connect with the fact that this human being is a sensitive human being, so it means this person also feels uh, hurt and uh, confusion and fear, maybe death and pain. You know? And so there might be, I might be able to access something. To say, and there is all these things going on. I'm not in denial. You know, these things are there, but also, maybe, so I wish you well, you know. And for some relationships that we have, no, it's not going to be accessible, possible, or maybe not even a good thing to do. You know, I don't know, you, you'll have to see for yourself. I see that for myself, this practice is really helpful in many ways, you know. Little ways where I'm a little slightly judgmental, slightly like, put people in a little bit of a box, you're that type, you know. And just to give me a little bit of room to uh, see the person differently, because they they might be different things, not just that idea I have about them. Yeah. So it's very delicate practice, you know. And one has to go with the in the spirit of exploration, not in the spirit of like if I go in like okay, let me forgive you for all the shit you've done, you know. It's like. So to me, it's a little bit more delicate. It's like, okay, I'll suspend this for a moment and just see if there's something else. You know? You know? It is tricky because then, you know, even if you do it for, it, it brings you back to the way you maybe saw the person in the beginning and then you you, you can then you question if, if the person is, what's the person like if you take your unkind thoughts away. Yeah, so. yeah. But also in the teaching it says that, you know, hatred, unkindness is never helpful. You know. 
and so that that's intriguing also in explore in terms of exploration you know. is there the need for hatred to put boundaries in our lives i would question that you know. i might not need to hate i might need more clarity you know to help me put boundaries more than hate you know. especially that hate what i see for myself what seems to be in the teaching is that hate is inwardly devastating you know it's really hard for ourselves you know so maybe we can uh, learn it's a very slow process but to renounce hate and bring in wisdom clarity boundaries clear boundaries you know and self respect and you know, these things but probably what i'm saying is not solving everything it's but it's just to to you know contribute to the reflection Thank you. So what we're doing, we could um, maybe make a link with a little bit like um, biologists working in uh, in nature, you know, studying uh, some kind of uh, animal, you know. There might be intriguing animals or even like boring looking animals, you know, like, okay, Pascal, we're going to, as a biologist, we're going to send you in the field to, you know, discover pigeons. Oh, but I wanted, you know, <laughs> not city pigeons, I wanted, you know, so it might look like, but still, you know, the biologist goes in the bush, you know, and become still, still, silent, and attentive. And just let information comes in. Bani Duran, a colleague uh, of mine, she talks about uh, mindfulness as a high-quality data collection. So you're just there, and you let this very sensitive intelligence system be touched by data, receive data clearly, instead of through the fog or veil of preferences and this and that, you know, agitation. We calm the system down, we get it to be really sensitive, and we let the system be touched, collect data. And inside vipassana, intuition, is the links that are made, being made naturally by really good data collecting. And so we're, you know, in nature, in human nature, and we're just there. We're not messing with the pigeons <laughs> or the <laughs> beavers or the lynx, you know. <laughs> we're just staying there, and we notice the behavior. Oh, look at that. They come out at night. Ah, they're fighting. Oh, no, they're playing. You know, we just stay around, and we notice. We notice. And things uh, are going to... Stand out, and we'll talk more about what stands out. And so that's what we're doing as we're sitting here. So it's a very delicate work, you know. If you're like, oh, but next week this and that, of course the pigeons have done their thing, and you missed it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you need to stay around and see. So it has, there's a quality of duration in the presence, you know, quality, uh, settled, engaged, moment to moment.
And so uh, this curiosity I was talking about, the word in Pali is Dhamma Vichaya, ex- uh, investigation of phenomena. That's the, the words the Buddha would, uh, was using. So he, he's um, saying phenomena are happening. You know, mind, emotional phenomena, physical phenomena happening at the sense doors. Investigate it. Investigate it is not think about it. It's data collection. Gather the information. Be there. That's the practice. And, you know, another way to talk about this also, he, he, talk, he said at some point to, in the conversation, he was saying to people, you're wondering how I crossed the flood, how I crossed the flood of emotions, of disturbances of the mind, of ideas, you know, worries about the future and about the past. And you're wondering how I crossed the flood without forcing, without abandoning. Forcing? I would lose ground and be carried away. Uh, abandoning, I would uh, fall and be carried away. You know, so not forcing, not abandoning, I cross the flood. So here it indicates to us uh, the kind of effort we're invited to put in this practice. So gentle, steady, you know, continuity. So this morning you can see this as a whole morning of practice. We're sitting, standing, putting on gears, walking, bell rings, we continue steady, sitting. So no gaps, we just keep attending, keep attending. Dramatic, quiet, subtle, boring, we just keep collecting the data, keeping sensitive, awake. It might take the form for some of us of a meeting, same thing. Suddenly, you know, new phenomena. You're sitting in a group, people are talking, having a kind of sharing. Same practice, presence. Notice how you feel, the impact of these words, the passages of doubt, of joy, of connection, of uh, I don't know what. You know, just stay there. Okay? Okay, so some of us have a group now in the secret room. Okay, thank you.